Hello and welcome back to Make It Same Podcast. So this week I just wanted to do something a little bit differently to kind of what I've done previously on the podcast. So it's literally just going to be me. And the reason I'm kind of doing this podcast is I get sent in like so many different questions on my Instagram and Facebook about people kind of living with allergies. And I, I always kind of do my best to kind of answer the questions. But I think a lot of time I get a lot of like common questions getting asked or I kind of answer the question and then obviously other people might not get a chance to kind of hear my experience. So what I'm going to do today is kind of answer some of them questions on the podcast. And hopefully, yeah, if you do find it helpful, yeah, write me a quick review or kind of pass the podcast on to, to your friends and family. So, yeah, I'm going to start with the first question which got sent in recently, which is, hello, hope you don't mind me messaging. I get this message all the time. Like, I hope you don't mind. Honestly, I, I'm so happy to kind of when I get a chance to kind of reply to all your DMs and messages. So, yeah, really appreciate it. Um, and essentially, the question is, I've got um, a little boy's got a nut allergy and they're traveling abroad soon. Would you recommend any good travel insurance companies? Any help would be appreciated. So I recently, I think over the last two years, I've used Cover for You. And I remember obviously when I kind of do my insurance, obviously you can kind of list that you have got like severe nut allergy. And I don't remember the cost going up much, you know, for anaphylaxis. So I think it only went up like a few pounds. But yeah, that's the one I use, which is Cover for You. And yeah, I think I've used it over the last two years. And I think it's got really good views on like Trustpilot as well. So I think that's one I've kind of used previously. So yeah, make sure to check it out. Another question which got sent in recently was, hi, what do you use to carry your EpiPens around with you? Um, so being a guy, like, I don't know, like, obviously I just, when I'm going to work, I usually carry one in my pocket. I always feel like less anxious if I know that I've got one in my pocket and then I've got one in my bag as well. Um, it's usually a bit more difficult at nights out. I remember when I was single, like, it's so difficult being a guy, obviously, like, when you've got jeans on, trying to carry two EpiPens, but I always did. I always, like either put one in my pocket or got one of my friends to carry one as well. Otherwise, like, I felt like when I had two EpiPens in my jean pocket, like, there was no room for my wallet or my phone. So I've always got my friends to kind of carry one. And kind of the same now, really. I think, obviously, I've got a girlfriend now, but, like, when they go out at nights out in London or abroad, I always carry one with me, and then I always try and get one where she can, like, put it in a little clutch bag as well, which has been helpful. But, yeah, I think it's so important, definitely for young people, to always kind of carry the EpiPen at all times because I think it's when you for me it's always been when you kind of least expect it that you could have allergic reaction and I mean like touch wood touching one now um yeah it's not happened in years so but yeah it's always important to kind of carry that EpiPen at all times so the next question got sent in she starts off saying I know you probably get some messages like this all the time so you might not reply but I'm looking for a bit of advice honestly if anyone's got any questions don't hesitate to kind of reach out to me so I think the question, I'll kind of skip through it, but she's got a little girl who's got severe kind of peanut and cashew allergy and is sensitive to all other nuts and coconut. She is an EpiPen inhaler and other kind of meds in place, but I'm worried about it as everything might contain nuts. I see you travel a lot and you go to all inclusive places or would you avoid them? We'd like to take my, her away next year, but we don't know what's best that's the thing when you've got an allergy like you've always got to go with that gut feeling because there's always that kind of risk if you eat in a restaurant that the food could contain or might contain the allergens and I think it's so important for me is just like make sure when I definitely when I'm brought that conversation is they understand the severities of it because obviously it's different in every country in some countries they might not take it as, as serious when you kind of mention your food allergy but I think for me 
you're just making sure they kind of fully understand um, and go in that gut feeling as well. I think if they kind of like palm me off and they're like, oh, it's fine, then I'll probably just like get up and eat in a different restaurant. But for me, it's always been like, I think that gut intuition has been so important throughout my life, kind of living with like food allergies and and it's tricky as well because obviously every restaurant can never guarantee it. Definitely when I go out in London now, like every restaurant is like, oh, we can't guarantee it's going to come in contact with nuts. And I've always got to be like, I understand that, but can you speak to the chef and just make them aware about how serious my food allergy is and to make sure that he's going to do everything he can to kind of reduce the risk of cross-contamination because most kitchens do have nuts and it's some I've, I, you know what I mean? I completely understand like there's going to be risks when eating out, but it's it's kind of going that gut intuition and making sure that they kind of understand how serious it is and that they're going to do everything they can to kind of reduce that risk. So for example, I kind of put on my Instagram um, reels the other day, like I went to a restaurant and kind of, it's just like a bit of a pub lunch and I kind of told them about my severe allergy and straight away, you could tell how anxious and she's she's getting like really anxious about it. And it kind of put me on edge and I said, well, can you speak to the chef and kind of ask him if I, if, because I, I said, I kind of what's on your menu or I didn't really see too many nuts on the menu. Are they nuts put away in a box? And she come back and he was like, oh yeah, the chef can't 100% guarantee it, which I completely understand. But I think she was really anxious about it and she put me on edge. So in the end, I was like, I just didn't feel comfortable enough to kind of eat in that establishment so i went to frankie manker's down the road got the pizza and brought it back to the pub as well i mean what they're going to say like if i'm eating the food in the pub that i could be like well you couldn't serve me because i've got no allergy so i think it's like, like i said i think under them circumstances you just kind of really get, kind of go with your gut intuition and kind of um go with that gut feeling because i think it's so important so another question got sent in recently was um i'm just wondering how you keep your epipens cool in hot countries to be honest i always just I obviously try my best to keep it out of the sun. It does worry me that actually sometimes, you know, if it's out in the sun for too long or I always try and keep it covered or keep it in the bag. Um, but it is something, obviously I don't know the the kind of the risk if an epithen does overheat, like is it going to be as effective? Like, I don't know if there's a study into that. There's something I have kind of saw recently when people traveling is something called, I think it's called, free, it's called free old coolers. Um, and essentially it's like a cool bag to like keep your pen safe I think like it's just like any cool bag really but I think it just like I think it's the right size for the EpiPen and I've kind of seen people um, talking about that on social so that might be worth giving that a shout and to be honest it's something I've I've kind of thought about recently you know when people ask me this question I was like oh like could I be doing more to kind of keep them cool so yeah I might try and reach out to that company at some point um because the, the cases actually seem quite cool. I always find, find with like EpiPen cases, they're always like a bit uncool. Like, I don't know, they're always like quite bulky. Um, so yeah, I think their kind of packaging and the way they look seems a lot more cooler. So yeah, I hope that answers your question. I want to follow up with the next question is, do you have any information on protein powder? Um, are they safe as far as cross-contamination? My son has a tree you know, and peanut allergy like myself and I've been having a hard time finding one. Honestly, like protein is it's always been like a really tricky one and it's a really good question actually because i remember i used to live in amsterdam when i was about oh, i was quite young actually i must have been like 21 or 22 and i used to use one 
it was basically to help gain weight. So it had loads of calories in it and I'd use it to try and gain weight. Um, and I remember like it never used, I don't think it ever said like may contain, but then I remember one day like getting it again when I was back in the UK and it had like may contain tree nuts, peanuts. And it really put me on edge and I ended up um, not using it at all. And even during the lockdown, I ordered more protein then. Um, and it was with protein works and it didn't say anything about like um may contain on on the website but then i ordered it and then on the back of the packaging it said like may contain i was like no anyway they was really good about it and kind of refunded me the only one i found for me because obviously i use a vegan one which doesn't have anything to do with like may contain it and it says like allergen is none on the website and on the packaging is bulk powder um i've been using that this year and yeah i think it tastes good texture is quite good and like i said like on the website it's super clear that there's definitely kind of no allergens on there and obviously when i when i also get the packaging as well because you always want to cross check it because you might say one thing on the website and you get the packaging it's like completely different so yeah on the packaging no it says nothing to do in regards to cross-contamination so yeah i've been using that and yeah, I feel definitely less anxious knowing that I've got protein, which um, doesn't say making tea. You're an avid listener to the podcast now. You're probably aware of Food Llama. For those who haven't, it's like a Google Chrome extension. So when I do my food shopping online, you can kind of set your kind of dietary or allergy requirements and as a tick and cross against all the different products. So it's like super easy to distinguish, oh, I can have this, or I can have that. And then it also gives you kind of like products, kind of alternative options. It's also available. So it started off in Asda as like a beta version, but now it's in Tesco's and Ocado. So yeah, if you do use them um, kind of food shopping website, make sure to just give it a go and check it out. I'm super close to the founder. I've never worked with like a brand where I'm like so close to the founder and they're like, they want to create the best product they can physically. So I'm always on the phone be like, I like this feature, I don't like this. So yeah, super close with kind of Dami. And yeah, and it'd be great to kind of see what you think of Food Llama and whether you kind of use it or not. But like I said, I use it a lot when I do my food shopping online. It's just a lot easier to similar, right? I kind of that rather than scrolling through all the pages to find out from widgets, that thing. So yeah. So yeah, if you do want to check it out, I'll leave a link in my podcast description as well. And also there will be a link in my Instagram bio as well. But yeah make sure to check it out. So next question is, just for about that, the pandemic about the mask wearing, if the mask would help in situations like that, if you had an allergy. Um, I think you understand that. I think like with, with the mask situation, I think more so it's helped when I'm flying abroad, for example, and you know what I mean? Like you're, you're on a plane and, you, and you've got like a mask on. It does like, it has helped me anxiety a little bit knowing that because sometimes not everyone hears the announcement which puts me a bit on edge and it's annoying sometimes when you get in a fight because I mean someone asked me like do you how do you kind of manage flying um and it and it's it's one of them like it's tricky sometimes because like they only do the announcement once and then if the passenger doesn't hear it like I always try and get them to do it like at least like once or twice um obviously always kind of make them aware once you get on the plane that you've got a severe food allergy and I spoke to friends as well who've got allergies and sometimes they kind of um, make them aware um, on the front desk but sometimes when I've mentioned it on the front desk they always say oh I'll just like mention it when you get on the plane but yeah I think if obviously if you check it in your bag or whatever if you can make them aware that you've got an allergy on the front desk and I've heard stories where obviously like you can like board early as well just to kind of clean down the the kind of the table in the chair and it's not something I really kind of considered I don't know why that was but 
I mean, I, I think a lot of people might have heard of my experience when I was kind of flying back from Croatia and basically fell asleep on the table. Um, and it was about half an hour before the end of the flight and woke up to like hives all on my arm. And it, like, there was massive hives as well. There wasn't small. And it honestly, like I got so like worked up and like worried. And the, the annoying thing was like, and I was a bit hard on myself, but like was in a rush to get that flight that day and I left my tablets in the suitcase. Thank God that like um, one of the air hostess at EasyJet um, had allergies as well. So she had like antihistamine. So I took a few of them and luckily like the rash did calm down. But under that situation, it's just, it's so, so, so scary when you're like, what? I don't know how you are when you're up in the air, like 30,000 feet in the air and, and you you do have an allergic reaction. Um, it was a really scary place to be. And I think that's probably the first time in a long time that I, I felt really, really worried. Um, and I love traveling, you know what I mean? I love, like, I've never really had a bad experience in a plane. That was like the first experience. But I think after that, going forward, like, I'm going to Greece again this summer to make sure that I do kind of wipe down the surfaces and just make sure that it is clean because you know what I mean you just don't think it's going to happen to you and under these circumstances like you just can you know what I mean it's always when you least expect it like when I got on the plane so yeah like I said I think it's important to kind of be clear you know what I mean when you do get on the plane and if you do see a passenger I think it's important to speak up as well and, and, and kind of mention how serious your allergy is and I've heard stories before where people haven't taken it seriously and it's upsetting really you know when you hear stories of people telling the passenger and they don't kind of take it seriously my personal experience has been like everyone's always been like really understanding so i think in them situations like definitely kind of bring it up if you do see a passenger eating nuts this follows on quite nicely because another question got asked was have you been to asia my friend wants to go there for a 30th i've got peanut tree nut dairy soya egg allergy i've never been to asia i think it's one of them places which I'm kind of avoiding. I just think it's going to be really, really tricky for me. Obviously, you've got more allergies than me as well. Um, living, obviously, with a severe kind of peanut and tree nut allergy, just because I know that they do cut with a lot of nuts. Or, I mean, I had um, Kyle on the podcast, and he was like saying that um, he brought his own food and he travelled around Asia and had a really good experience. And the one thing what really like nearly caught him out was he ordered like a cup of tea and he's stirring this cup of tea in Asia and he felt a clunk at the bottom of the tea of the teapot. Anyway, so basically he got he got a spoon and like put it back out and I was like, What's that clunk? Anyway, he got a spoon and like took it out. Anyway, I think it was cashew nuts at the bottom. And it's just like like situations like that, it's just like, oh my god, like you was so close to like drinking that and if you didn't like you know what I mean, if you didn't stir it then he might have like never known. So I think it's just like, it just scared me places like Asia. And I think I just love to experience it. And yeah, so not, I think that's the only time I feel like I kind of miss out when I've got an allergy is like going to places like Asia and Thailand. And you know what I mean? I've got so many friends which have been there and they tell the stories and it's, yeah, it sounds amazing. But I think that, you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? It doesn't stop me. I, I'm still experiencing like different places like, Greece I mean I, I think you'll spoke about Greece so much but I love like Mykonos and like Eos and Paros and Santorini and like I'm going to Natsos th um, this summer and Athens like 
I'm obsessed with Greece. So uh, yeah, that's my kind of like go-to. Have you ever been to Canada? I'm nervous to take a long flight from Scotland to Canada with my son's allergies. I've ner- uh, I've only ever done like a really long flight and that was from, I think that was from like Manchester to America. I think we flew to Miami. And then on the way back, we flew from Miami back to kind of Manchester. We flew with um, American Airlines and I think going there, oh no, sorry, so going there, we flew with British Airways and they was really good. But then coming back, I flew with American Airlines and I've told this story before, but basically they refused to do the announcement and it's just, I've never really had that, definitely. And it was more nerve wracking, like you say, like when it when it is on a long kind of long haul flight, like, and they can't even bother to do the announcement. And I know with American Airlines and first class, they do serve nuts as well. So basically they kind of turned around and was like, well, we're going to carry on serving nuts. And we like basically refused to do the, the kind of announcement. And it got really, really heated to be honest. And I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get chucked off this flight. Because she just didn't understand the severities of it. And I said, oh, like all it takes for you is just do a quick announcement just to make people aware and basically she walked me to go to each of the carriage and kind of tell everyone that I had a severe allergy, which is quite embarrassing, you know what I mean? Not embarrassing, I'm not embarrassed to speak up about it, like with individuals, but telling someone to shout it out in each of the carriages, and it's a massive plane as well. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? It really got my back up, and I obviously got very angry and upset at the time. And yeah, like refused to do it, and I, I kind of when I went to the toilet at the back of the plane, I kind of like, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I kind of like cornered it. I was like, how would you feel if that was like your son or daughter who had a severe allergy and you're just refusing to do an announcement and she just kind of walked off and yeah, it's just ignorance and um, yeah, it really upset me and obviously I kind of sent an email to American Airlines but nothing really ever got addressed with it. So I'm a bit worried now, kind of flying with kind of American Airlines. I think it's always best going with the ones you know, you're kind of safe with, but I usually fly with like, I usually do like this short kind of hot flights, like with um, EasyJet um, or kind of Ryanair. But if I was, I was going to do like a long haul flight, I think Virgin have been amazing before. I've only flew with Virgin once, but they, they was amazing. I know British Airways have been good in the past. So yeah, I think it's always going with the companies like, you know, you're safe with. I think my voice is going a little bit, but the final question is, do restaurants have to say whether their ingredients of a dish have, may contain? I mean, yeah, they should do. Like, if you ask for the, the allergy menu when you kind of eat out in a restaurant, it should say whether, one, it contains that allergen or number two, it may contain that allergen because obviously you need to know the risk of eating that food. Um, and like I said, I think it's so important to kind of get an allergy menu. I mean, I did it at, um, even though I've eaten at um, Frankamanka's before, even when I went in the other day, I was like, oh, can I see an allergy menu? Um and she was like, and I think she was a bit shocked. I don't think many people have asked for the allergy menu. She actually turned around and actually said to me, she was like, oh, like a lot of people eat the products and then tell them we've got an allergy afterwards, which is obviously stupid. You know what I mean? By that point, you could have allergic reaction. So she's like, oh no, it's really good that you're quite vocal about it. And I think that's the thing with me contain. I think it's just trying to get people to just like kind of, when I started it, I always felt there was like a bit of a stigma or a bit of a stigma attached to allergies of people just not feeling confident. And I've always tried to drill into people over the last couple of years, like it's so important to kind of speak up about your kind of food allergy in like different situations, whether that's in a restaurant, asking for the allergy menu or bringing it up around like new people. But yeah, 
always always speak about Yaji. anyway losing my voice now is it's quite late at night but i really wanted to kind of do this kind of podcast i know it's like very different to kind of the podcast i've done with the guests but yeah if you do enjoy it please let me know on instagram or share it or if you do get a chance to write me a quick review on itunes i really appreciate it but yeah let me know if you enjoy it and hopefully i can do kind of more kind of like q a kind of style content and hopefully get a closer connection to you guys as well i think it's just been so hard the couple of weeks with like moving about everywhere but i think it's so important to kind of keep that momentum going and just try and be as consistent as I can and kind of answer as, as many questions as I can but yeah thanks again for everyone who sent me questions and see you soon bye